0: To Miss Sars Tidbits, a podcast devoted to our little ones, whether it's playing with them, reading to them, or parenting them. This podcast is dedicated to developing the whole child and preparing them for success in school. Thank you for joining me on Miss Sars Tidbits. Episode two of our read aloud series is on the how-to's of read alouds. Questions such as how long should I read? How do I make the most of my reading time? How do I get my kids to listen? How do I ask the right questions? And most important, how can I make it a habit? We will be exploring some answers to these questions together. So here's a question we might have. How do I access a variety of books? So you can buy books at various places such as your local bookstore or online. Um, If you're on a budget like I've always been, you can definitely find it at your local thrift stores. Until more recently, I've been buying and collecting children's books for a long time. I've cleaned out my collection because my kids are older, I've donated books to my students and their families, friends that have younger children, the local little library stands that we have, and back to the schools that I work at. So I am a parent, as I've mentioned before, and I work as a teacher so it's natural that I'm constantly looking for books. I used to spend my weekends scouring the local second-hand store for all the best children's book that was available. And in my own hometown, I actually am quite aware of what thrift stores um, have the best quality books and at a decent price. So you can find pretty good books that can range from like a quarter to several dollars a piece, depending on where you go. So I brought them home and cleaned each book with a disinfectant, and it worked out great. We ended up having a huge collection of books. My kids had... Tons of variety to look at and um, to read through. It's a very good idea to have actual tangible books for kids to hold and look through. Those experiences are important when they're younger. They give young children the skills of how um, a book works, how to turn the pages, seeing that reading is from top to bottom and left to right. And the care and treatment of books are also important to teach. It's something we have to show our kids as well. So we are definitely in a very high-tech world, and there are also lots of resources you can find online, tons of online resources. Um, I'm going to share my own YouTube channel of books that I've recorded as a read-aloud that you can also access. So the digital library is limitless. My favorite place to also get books is through your local library. Many libraries are connected in the city or county, so you have access to the whole system, which is cool. The library also has a digital format, so you can access their resources through that as well. And if you don't have a library card I know how to get one, check out your local library and they will definitely help you figure it out and help you get books. Every librarian I've ever met is extremely happy to be able to help me find books that I need. So check out your local resources. When you think about the age of the kids we're talking about, 0 to 5, even older kids, reading in different voices or being silly is a great way to grab their attention. Kids love it when adults make silly voices when reading. It's also okay to make mistakes and not know how to pronounce everything. I record read-alouds for my students and when I preview a book, there are words I'm not familiar with or unsure of how to pronounce and I just Google how to do it. It's even better if you model this type of problem-solving skills in front of your child. Kids need to see that learning is lifelong and how to find resources or problem-solve when it's needed. And if you're multilingual, meaning you speak more than one language in your household, experts suggest that we read in the language we're comfortable and proficient in. It's a plus your kids are learning reading skills and another language. Another question we might have is how do I get my kids to listen? So be patient when reading with little ones especially with toddlers and if you're just starting this new habit If you start when they're babies, most will have already developed a habit of sitting on your lap or relaxing and enjoying the story time. But if you're starting now, you might notice that your little ones might not want to sit and listen with you, and that's okay. Kids are listening to a story even when they're running around or playing with a toy as you read. And we often realize that they're listening when they come closer at a certain point of the story or they start asking questions. So just remember to stick with it. Uh, Read with an interesting voice. Get silly. Most kids will enjoy listening to a variety of books. Make that your consideration when selecting your book choice and continue to share books with them and eventually they will sit beside you to listen and engage in the story. But if you're really wanting to have a moment of uh, time to relax, consider reading when they're napping or reading um, when you're getting ready for bed. So I chose bedtime as the habit of our reading time in our household. How do I make the most of my reading time or experiences with my kids? Make it an enjoyable experience. The whole idea is to share an activity that is associated with something positive, so it's something they will love and choose to do on their own later. Reading tends to be a relaxing and calm activity, and it will help your kid to associate those feelings to reading. Create an atmosphere that's fun and something to look forward to. Sound excited about what you're about to do. Talk up the book that you might be sharing or reading again for the 10th time that week. As they start talking and engaging with you about the book, start asking questions, make goals with the child about how many books they want to finish in a week or month, and have a celebration at the end. When my son started third grade, his teacher and the school celebrated students who read a million words and more, and that became our goal. Once he reached a million, we moved on to bigger numbers, and we had a celebration whenever he reached his goals. When reading is fun, kids will choose to do it on their own, and they will become lifelong readers. How do I ask the right questions? Should I be asking questions at all? So once your kiddos start talking, asking questions a little bit at a time is a good idea. It encourages kids to listen more attentively and a great way for you to see if they remember or understand the stories that they hear. Start with simple things that they see on the pages of the book. Ask them questions about the sequence of the story. What happened first, middle, or at the end? Ask them about the characters in the story. Ask them to explain their reasoning behind their thoughts. There's a method I learned several years ago at a training called dialogic reading, which really gives teachers a way to really dig deep into the literature we share with our kids and get the most out of that interaction. And I'm not going to overwhelm you with that information just yet, but I think the techniques can also be utilized by parents and caretakers at home with kids. I'm a keen believer that whatever we can do to help our kids be successful, we should try. And I'm also big on sharing resources and ideas, so this will be a topic to look forward to in another episode for sure how can I make this a habit? Make the decision that this is what you want to do with your kids from now on is the first thing that you might want to think about. Pick a good time that works for both you and your kids. Most of us imagine reading when kids are going to bed, but that might not be the case for everyone. It might be reading before a nap or early in the morning if you have a household of morning people. For me personally, reading a book before bed was ideal for us. It was a routine that was established early on and it helped getting them ready for bed a lot easier. Find what's right for you and go for it. It's hard to create a new habit. You'll be more motivated because this new thing you're doing isn't just about you, but what you're doing to help your kid. The last thing to remember is be consistent. It's okay to miss a day or two, but stick to the schedule as much as possible. Predictability makes it easier for both you and your child. How long should I read? My answer to this might sound a bit much for most families, but it can be attainable. My personal goal has always been about 30 minutes a night. So you can imagine how many picture books it took to get to 30 minutes a night for us. Most picture book averages between 2 to 5 minutes. But start small. You can either go with 15 minutes a day, or you can have a goal of several books a day. I personally enjoy reading books, and I also like to read them aloud, so this was an easier goal for me. I understand that we're all starting off at a different point, so go with what you're comfortable with. But let me share some statistics about how the length of reading can really affect how well our kids can do in school. Here are the stats on kids who's read to and or reads on their own for 20 minutes a day versus someone who reads for five minutes a day, starting from kindergarten and what happens in sixth grade. The 20-minute student would have heard 1.8 million words in a year, spent 851 hours on reading by sixth grade, and likely scored better than 90% of their peers in their standardized tests. Now the student who has read for five minutes a day under their hand would have heard 282,000 words a year, spent 212 hours reading by sixth grade, and will likely perform better than 50% of their peers. But what about the students who aren't exposed to reading at all? What happens to them? And that's the question I'm posing to all of us. It does take a village to raise a child. Let's change the status quo. We should consider sharing the know-hows of effective parenting with our friends, neighbors, and colleagues. Let's help all children learn to read so that they can be successful. We are not an island. If anything that this pandemic has taught us is that we are very much in it together. So reach out and share this tidbits with others.